Turn to Glory podcast. Yes, we are finally back. It's been a while. Important history that has just been broken last night. I'm Hunter Zarberting here with Austin Rose. He did it. He did it. Ron did it. Checked it off. Our boy, my boy. I I know him personally. LeBron James. I did have a fat head of him up in my room for. Let's see. He was traded in twenty, or he left in twenty ten. So I got it because they did the Benedict Arnold sale. You could buy it for the year. You could buy a LeBron James Cavalier fathead after he left for the Miami Heat for like seventeen dollars and or sixteen dollars and seventy three cents because that was the year Benedict Arnold was born. It was a steal. You may even have to explain what a fathead is. Are we that old? That's <laughs> true. I guess I don't know. the The giant wall stickers don't. I had assumed this fatheads still exist. They got to. But yeah, I had that for how forever, and then when I moved to Omaha, first adult apartment, I took it from my my childhood basement and broken bow, and I put it up right in my living room. So I was like, it's a bachelor <laughs> pad, baby. LeBron is a once in a generation player, that's for sure. You and I obviously are both big fans, have been for our Ever. whole lives, mm-hmm. and. I think you can say the same for a lot of people our age. Now, there were times that you were either a LeBron lover or a LeBron hater. And there really wasn't any in between. And I would say over the last five to ten years, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that has a little bit gone away. I just feel like people respect what he's done and the achievements that he has received and continue to receive. And I, I just don't feel like there's a whole lot of, ah, screw that guy. Like, it's just respected. Right. There's not a lot of that kind of hate. There's still, you know, if you watch any sort of sports television, it's, well, he's not he's not Michael Jordan. He's he's not Michael Jordan. Who's the greatest scorer of all time? Oh, it's Michael Jordan. But whatever. I don't watch those shows anymore. No, and, and LeBron is the greatest of our lifetime is the way I like to put it. And you want to debate GOAT greatest of all time, it you could have those arguments forever. Eternity. I, there is no way you can ever. not going to get solved. Ever solve it. So, it, I just, it, it's hard to put into words sometimes to think about what we went through with LeBron. Because he started in the NBA in 2003. We were seven years old, seven, eight years old, and mm-hmm. grew up. I mean, since about the age I can remember, which is around that time, watching him. And it's funny, like looking back on it now, when someone asks, who is your NBA team? I never, I've never had one. It's been LeBron's team. Yep. And at the time, as a kid, you're just like, yep, I just, that is what it is. But think about it, like you are, so two things for this has, has to happen. One, LeBron has to be who he is, right? But he also and we'll get to listen a little bit, moved around and brought titles to three different teams. So that in itself, while some people might look that at that as a negative, is also very unique in that, yeah, I, I didn't have an NBA team. I was a LeBron fan this whole time and have followed him along. So, yeah, now I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah, no, it's think, a little. It's unique. I mean, we're in an area where there is no pro basketball team. The closest one is the Timberwolves, probably, which is five and a half hours away. Correct. But they've sucked forever. So, and 
professional athletes are starting, especially now, people are following athletes around because there's so much trades and, and people moving yep. around in, in every sport, right? Not not just basketball. But LeBron was the first one really to make a big move as a superstar elite athlete. And yeah, voluntarily, he, yeah, voluntarily and took a lot of slack and heat for it. I mean, a lot when he did so. And now it's just very common. You, you don't I mean, it's almost uncommon to see somebody stay at the same team their entire or even most of their career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, pe- people grill Damian Lillard for not trying to leave the Blazers, even though because they're not going to win with him there. Like it, it just won't happen, but he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, no, and, I, and you look at Tom Brady too. Then at the Patriots for his whole career in the NFL, and I'm not going to say he did it because of LeBron, but yeah, he did move on from the Patriots, and now I'm going to go try to win one at Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, it. I don't know. I think it's a it's a generational type player athlete, and to get, now get into this, just role model and icon of the entertainment world. I mean, you can talk about all the little things that maybe he was involved in, but no scandals, no big, like, things that he put his foot down and and things. He just stayed above it all. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, there's some petty things that you could – that people will chime in about. But nothing like what we've seen with some of the generational athletes over the past 100 years. Right. There's no – Drugs, no cheating, no, I don't even know, illegal activities. Like That, yeah. that kind of stuff is what we're talking about, right? I mean, you think about all the best athletes, not to name names and what they were, but you could think of something for each of them. Not LeBron, though. He stayed above it all in his character. I mean, the most you could maybe go into is, I mean, the political side of things, how he got involved in that a little bit. He but, did it. Some would say that is a very positive thing, and Dizzy was such a leader and an influencer of change. World, of change. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I'm obviously I'm a fanboy. Have been for a long time, and like I, I think the first year I actually like watched the NBA, it was the year that they made it to the finals against the Spurs and got swept. Um. But that was like the first year I actually paid attention. It just so happened to be LeBron's first year in the NBA Finals, so it was it was a good moment. I you watched the whole game. I I kind of thought the ceremony kind of felt a little weird. It there were some weird things about it, but it was a really good moment. It was a really nice moment. He got done in the third quarter. He clearly didn't want to do it in the fourth. Didn't want to risk having to not be able to pause the game. We were talking on the phone beforehand, like. You know, we're like, oh, he might be, he might break it tonight, but it'll probably be Thursday against the Bucks. You know, thirty six is, but we were both like, yeah. Once he walked off the bus in his all black suit, it's like, oh, bronze here to ball. And yeah, I, I thought, I went back and forth in my mind because as a, just competitor, it's like, oh man, got it. But for something like this, it's worthy of stopping the game and doing all of that for. And I was trying to gauge. Okay, was this like the last big check mark LeBron had to do and now he's done? I was trying to gauge that from him. Or is there still more to come? As we've talked about potentially teaming up with the Sun. Does he want to win another one? The Lakers just made a big trade within the uh, last hour. 
Gross. Uh, bring in D'Angelo Russell. So I don't know what that means for the Lakers. I have no idea. Whatever. But what is there to come for LeBron? What what do you, what were your thoughts watching that? Because there were points where I'm like, okay, he's done. Like maybe not this year, but like he achieved he been working so hard for this moment over the last, I mean, you could say two or three years. This was his goal. Okay, he got it. So now what's next internally for him? And his motivation is—is is it playing with Bronny? Is it trying to win one with Bronny? What, in, what is in this order? It's playing with Bronny, win a championship, forty thousand points. I think that's it. What else? Like, because if you're in the forty k, forty ten ten club, that's you know, like that's you. That's that's never like that's not gonna happen probably ever again. And then probably not in our life. Not oh, I don't know if ever. Yep. And then playing with your son on basketball court never happened before. And then if you can win a fifth chip. And so you think he's going to keep going for these other goals, even though, I mean, a couple of them could take three, four, five years. Yeah, yeah. They're not winning a championship. I don't think he wins a championship on the Lakers. Like, I think, gosh, I don't know. He just loves L.A. It's hard to fault him. It is. It's hard to see what is going to happen here in the future with them because we're talking about this and all the the memorabilia or memoria. I don't know what that word is. All of the remembrance of him is like he's retiring, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just felt- feels like we're all saying, "Ah, here's his best moments. Here's LeBron. He's done." Sarah, no, it, it it's just a milestone. It felt really weird during the game. Like, watching the game was like, this is kind of weird. Like, stopping the game and having Kareem hand him the ball, cool, get some photos, but he was talking to the mic. You know, Kareem said some stuff. Adam Silver said some stuff. There was a video tribute. They brought everyone out. I was like, this is weird. Russ and was... it is. It is It is a very big deal. It, But I just – I catch myself as I'm thinking through all this stuff and even – what we're going to do here in a second, I'm like, man, it's like we're celebrating a lifetime of LeBron, but there still could be a lot more to come. Right. I mean, yeah, he could, I think he probably has two, three more years of decent basketball left, but it could, the wheels could fall off really quick. I mean, but I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, it'll be interesting because gosh, whatever, we can talk about the Lakers another time. I can't believe they freaking lost that game, but so bad Russell Westbrook is so bad Anthony Davis is so bad we're talking about LeBron it's fine I will say it, the Lakers are not a very fun team to watch outside of watching LeBron I oh my gosh I don't I, think I think I think Russell Westbrook literally wanted them to lose the game on purpose like he was so bad and then they trade for D'Angelo Russell who's terrible whatever it's fine this may be a hot take I'm not sure if LeBron and AD is ever going to work together. Probably not again. If because Anthony Davis isn't healthy, he needs someone who's right. healthy. I, see and trade I, think, AD. I think he needs a younger, younger guy even than AD. AD's past. AD's twenty nine. Yep. AD's twenty nine. He's not even old. But he's past his prime, which is incredible. Yep. Whatever. Back to All LeBron. Right. So staying on LeBron here, this. Should be fun. We're going to do a Mount Rushmore, which is four picks of LeBron moments. 
and when I say moments, it can be specific plays or it can, can just be times in his career leading up to breaking the scoring title that have either defined his career or just are memorable in your mind that stood out. So can I, honorable listen. mention. Can I do an honorable mention real quick? What uh, if it's Blaze, mine? Blaze Pizza. Is that one of yours? No. <laughs> okay, good. Honorable mention. We Austin and I got to reap the benefits of that in college. We sure did. It was great. I love Blaze Pizza. All right. Well, do you want first pick? I, I I'm thinking first pick might be the same. I'll let you have it though if you want it. All right. I'll take it. I, it's got to be the block, doesn't it? That's the that's the LeBron moment that defined his career. He came back from a three-one deficit to beat the Warriors, and it was on a defensive play, the final minutes of a game seven. So, got to take the block of the twenty sixteen NBA championship game. So I did it very, I did it like that. Yeah, that was a part of it. So my moments are a little more broad. So, so yours yeah, might have been the 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 Cleveland title. Yep, was coming down, coming back down three to one. Yep. Uh, then I would say, yes, bring it back to Cleveland. Fifty-two years. Cleveland, this is for you. It yes, that's just that's a very big moment. That almost is whoever's getting that is like getting the best pick by far in my mind. Just so much in that, you know, coming back from three-one, that Warriors team, what they were made of, the block itself. just a lot there. So, yeah, I I like that. I'm going to go as a, my first pick, the, a moment. And I, I'm going to combine this into one. I might be cheating. But the decision. Great pick. Into winning his first title. Wow, that's a pretty big. That's a pretty it's, big lump. It, a it is a little bit there. cheating. But I'm going to combine them because I think that decision and the man the backlash that it got but it was what he did to win his title and that was the first time to me looking at it big picture he realized it's more about there's more managing and people and the business side of basketball than just the game itself and he's the best to ever do that as far as gm on the floor and that move, while it took a ton of heat at the time, no pun intended, man, that was good. Uh, it did get him his first title that he did struggle to get. It came in 11-12. 2003 was when he came into the league. That's a nine nine years till he got it. But he did finally get it. That was huge, defining moment. That's my number one. And yes, I'm going to say that's one moment. Man, it's kind of cheating. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'll give it to you. I'm actually I, I'll take for my number two. I'll I'll take surpassing Kareem in the all-time scoring list. Believed to be an unbreakable record. He doesn't consider himself a scorer. He considers himself more of a pass first forward. To just be that consistent for 20 years. Average, you know, you have to play like 72 games for 20 years and average over 25 points a game. It's impressive. And that's arguably what his you know, for GOAT status, if there's a GOAT debate, you know, I'm more of the Mount Rushmore guy. But if there's a GOAT debate to be had, that's where you're going to talk about his durability, his longevity, and just his versatility as a score pass forward. He's in year 20. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, my next, I will do his 
COVID ring with the Lakers. And some people are going to say asterisk. No. Bullshit. That time for everybody in the world was just so different and strange and adversity hit from, I mean, tons of different angles from what the pandemic was doing, not obviously with the physical health, but just the mental health and all of that. And then on top of that, you have to go try to find a way to win an NBA championship, man. So with all of that, obviously the winning a title with the Lakers, his third team, that's pretty big in my mind. I mean, that that's huge. Going to L.A. where you, he wants to be, again, assembling the pieces he needed to do that as the guy in the front office, air quotes, and won a title. So that, to me, is very high on my list as well. I'll take that as my second. And very recent, but I feel like it was it's very real. I remember watching every single one of those games. Mm-hmm. And we all do because that's – the sports that was on. I mean, for basically that, that was the first sports since COVID hit. So I remember a lot of that. And I think it stands out. No, that's a good one. I totally agree. There's, you know, the asterisk talk is pretty bad, but yeah, there's a lot going on. And I mean, they want it like, I don't say pretty handily, but people forget that season that they were the number one seed in the West before COVID hit, and they were the number one defensive team in the league. Like mm-hmm. People are just like, ah, you know, he did it in the ball. I was like, no, like, that was a culmination of, he led the league in assists, which he had never done before. Average double-digit assists, played point guard for a whole season. That was a big year. Um, For my third pick, gosh, I have so many, I gotta think what I want. I'll probably take game one of the 2018 NBA Finals where he basically carried the Cavs post-Kyrie, carried them to the finals, and then had the freaking game of his life, and then had the greatest meme probably out of the NBA in the, the last meme. 10 years, where J.R. Smith is a bonehead and doesn't realize there's time on the clock and that they're not up by a point, and basically ruined LeBron's perfect game that most people can, a lot of people consider to be one of the best games of basketball played. I mean, it was... It was basically the culmination of LeBron's physical abilities and his mental abilities, like as peak performance and just trying to beat one of the best teams in the NBA, like NBA history. I mean, you have two MVPs, one of the best, you know, spot shooters, and then a former defensive, two former defense players of the year. I mean, it was incredible. I remember I was sitting on my floor in my new apartment. After graduating college, all I had was internet. I didn't have anything set up, didn't have a TV, and watching it on my laptop. That was a great game. Mm, I like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time because this is memorable for me. I don't remember the game itself, but I do remember LeBron getting drafted out of high school. And the NBA draft, and I remember in four, I was in fourth grade. I remember me and one of my cousins. I got a LeBron jersey. He got a Carmelo jersey. And for the next couple of years, we went back and forth until it was pretty clear cut who was panning out to be the better player. Uh-huh. And so, just basically going back to the beginning of his career, his very first game, I looked up his stats was on 
October 29th, he had 25 points, six rebounds, nine assists at as an 18-year-old. As an 18-year-old. Against a good Kings team. Yes. When they were decent. So just the beginning of his career and everything that came with it, we didn't know. Nobody knew at that time the kind of player he was going to be. We just knew it was this athlete out of Ohio that was just a freak. And at that point, I was I'm going to be a LeBron guy. And that's what kind of lashed me on from that moment was that back and forth with my cousin that I have this jersey, you have that jersey. And then – Which, the, to be fair, the rookie year, if you look at the rookie stats, Carmelo had a pretty good pretty good um, position for rookie of the year that LeBron ended up winning. Yes. Um. So for my last pick – I think I'll probably go with just this. I guess it's kind of, I'm not going to say piggybacks off yours, but it's just going to be the, when his high school basketball team was aired on ESPN two, St. Mary's played St. Vincent Mary's played someone, but that was kind of the most, like he did the sports illustrated, like basically the pre-draft, like just the hype of like, you know, and we announced, you know, he was the chosen one and came into the league and he, you know, his nickname, he called himself the king and just like the, the, just the hype that went into it would probably be my fourth pick of just, you know, like, hey, I'm going to be the greatest player of all time. And then he actually puts up a pretty good argument for it. Kind of wraps into your first game of the year draft stuff. So. If I can't have that one, then I'll go with Trainwreck, his appearance in the Trainwreck Bill Hader, Amy Schumer film. He was hilarious in it. That's the most Austin answer I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm going to have a bunch of honorable mentions here. So, moment. And I'm going to put this one on my Mount Rushmore. And I understand they did not win the finals. But the 2015 finals. That was a good one where LeBron averages 35.8 points a game, 13.3 rebounds, mm-hmm. 8.8 assists. Remember the starting lineup in game six and game seven. Actually, I'll just say the eight players that played. LeBron, Matthew Delvadova was probably their second best player. Still in the league. Tristan Thompson. Timothy Mozgov, Iman Shumpert, J.R. Smith, James Jones, Mike Miller. Those were the eight that played in game six and seven. It's, Against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's not even – I don't even know how to put it in a word, but what he did. And the crazy part about the whole thing is that Andre Iguodala won the finals MVP for – For holding him to a triple-double. <laughs> That's insane. And honestly, Kyrie stays healthy. They probably win the series, realistically. But yeah, the fact that Andre Iguodala won finals MVP because they held, he held LeBron to 35 points, that's – he should have – LeBron should have been the finals MVP. Like, if that's what your standard is for finals MVP, like – it was incredible. I remember watching it. It was, I mean, he did yep. talk about a single guy having to do everything. I mean, he did. 
and and th- then did some. He kept them in the game against these this Warriors team. So I I remember those games watching them like, oh my God, how bad mm-hmm. are these players that you know and Kevin Love got hurt, Kyrie got hurt. So that's what he was left with. <laughs> Insane. So that'll that'll probably end mine there. I gotta go through some honorable mentions here because I had some other they're not really more moments, but just LeBron things that were around and had been brought up throughout his time. One of them is just legit owning the Indiana Pacers and the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> yes. And, and oh, two man. separate, I mean, with the Heat and then with the Cavs. Like, Toronto and, would have, like, the number one overall seed, and then it would be like, yeah, we're going to go in there, we're going to beat LeBron, and LeBron would just freaking carve him up. Oh. There's that story where it's like, he was correcting someone out on the court for Toronto, like, hey, you're supposed to be over here. It's like, oh, man, that's mad disrespect. So that was kind of an honorable mention of mine. And then the Pacers, obviously, when he was at the Heat, with he had a couple of game winners against them. It just seems like they always matched up with LeBron in the first round, and LeBron would always kick their ass, often sweep them for him. Mm-hmm. So I had that as an honorable mention. Do you have another one? Otherwise, I'll keep going through mine. Um, I did. Uh, so obviously I haven't, I didn't watch this game. I've watched highlights, uh, the 25 points straight against the Pistons in 20, 2007. That was the year they made it to the finals in double OT. That's gotta be an honorable mention. Yep, and that was and... good. Um, another one of mine is the headband. Did you notice he wore? He dusted it out for the game last night. He hasn't worn like a headband hardly at all this year. And it became a thing back in 2013 against Boston. Game mm-hmm. six was the headbandless LeBron, and then over the next couple of years, it was headband or no headband. What's LeBron gonna do? And yeah. it, his headband just became a thing for a couple of years, and I, I you forget about that now because. No one talks about it anymore, but at the time it was such a big deal. Was where's the headband or is it not gonna be there? Yep. Uh what's some other good ones? I was thinking of his beef with Paul Pierce's it's not even yeah, he just had this dumb beef because Paul Pierce thinks he's hot shit and he's not. He's just got just got owned by LeBron every time they played, except for in that one year that Kevin, when Kevin Garnett was on the team, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, he lost. But that was good. The other only, the other one, I guess I have two more. The Kobe LeBron debate forever while Kobe was still in the league, and I only reason why I bring this up was when it was a thing and when it was close. I remember going to a haunted cornfield house, whatever, and I would I was just asking all of the guys there, Kobe or LeBron. I was I, I was probably in middle school or sometime around there because that was the way that I wouldn't get scared and jump. I'd be like, "Hey, Kobe or LeBron, Kobe or LeBron, Kobe or LeBron," <laughs> and that was a big debate at the time. I think most people, if not all, would have LeBron ahead of Kobe now. Uh, we went through Kobe's um, stuff a few years ago when he passed. So just that whole debate and controversy. And now 
the LeBron and Jordan stuff that we talked about at the beginning that comes up all the time. Just those conversations that are always going to be around. Um, again, not really specific memory, but they will. They'll exist always. If because anyone's they- listening here thinks that Kobe was better than LeBron, just remember Kobe retired one year younger than LeBron currently is. There you go. Um, one other thing, and, and this isn't a moment, but as I was watching stuff over the last couple of days, I cannot believe, and you forget about all of it, it's happened so many times, the amount of clutch late-game shots Most that clutch LeBron James has made in his career. There's a if you just type it in like LeBron James clutch shots, it's like a nine minute video. And it there's has to be twenty plus games of him making shots inside the last five seconds. He and, has the most buzzer beaters in playoffs history, I believe. And you want to throw out all the actual stats, just go and watch them. Like watch some of the stuff he's making. And I remember people back in the day when everybody was calling LeBron. Oh, he can't make the last shot. He can't do it. Can't do it. Go watch that video and how many he has proven mm-hmm. time and time again. And there are so many. I mean, the ones that stick out to me, the magic one over Hedo, I mean, long, long time ago. Yep. Um, I remember the one against the two against the Pacers, one, the driving left-handed layup, and then the the three that he hit. Um what other ones come to mind? There's the one against the Bulls I can think of. Oh, Toronto's fading away floater off the glass. Yep. More recent one. There's just so many of them. It's, it's worth going back and watching all the different shots because it comes with all varieties, threes, fadeaways, layups, all of that stuff. So good. So good. Uh, last honorable mention for me, LeBron James, wine drunk, Live tweeting the NBA playoffs last year. If one, they need to make the playoffs, but they don't make the playoffs. That's all I ask for is a wine drunk. Give me a Le- wine drunk LeBron cast for the playoffs. They tried to do the Stephen A cast on Christmas. That was terrible. I don't know who watched it, whoever they did. They're sick, <laughs> sick people. But if you gave me a wine drunk LeBron cast for the NBA playoffs or finals, that is what I want. Austin is in. <laughs> I am 100% in. All right, well, that was good. Good good LeBron conversation there. We'll probably do it all over again once he decides to win his next title. I wasn't even going to say retire. I was going to say win his next title. Like it's gonna happen. But there also is a big game this weekend, and that is the Super Bowl. Gross. I was going to talk about Husker basketball. We got to do that next pod. Well, what's to talk about? Our two two of our starting players that are best defenders are out, and that's all you need to know how the season's going. I got going. some questions for you about Fred, and it's going to take longer than the time that we have left. So don't want to get into that right now. Because we got to talk about the Super Bowl, the Eagles, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got money on? I don't. I don't need to know. I don't need who you, who you think is going to win. But I guess what what do you have money on? Do you just have outright winner point spread? Nothing total? yet. I have nothing, nothing yet. I have yet to put anything in. I think I'm going Eagles, and I like it. And I might try to find a 
greater than a touchdown spread. Wow. I think the Chiefs are banged up. I think there's enough there that the Eagles could come away with like a 31-20 or something like that. That's my prediction. That's my thought. I'll probably be completely wrong. I'm first off, I don't like the Eagles. I don't really care for the Chiefs. So this was a worst case scenario. The 49ers would have beat the Eagles if Brock Purdy's healthy. I really do think that. And I think the Bengals could have beat the Chiefs if they just weren't idiots. Now I think it's gonna be the Chiefs because they have the better quarterback, and I think Jalen Hurts' shoulder is hurt more than people think. He kind of looked like he was favoring it a little bit during the NFC Championship game, but they were obviously blowing him out, so no one really cared. And I think their defensive line is healthier than the Chiefs' offensive – or the Eagles' offensive line. The Chiefs' defensive line is healthier than the Chiefs, Eagles' offensive line. And so I think with the better quarterback and potentially the better defensive line matchup – I'm not saying they're better than the Eagles' defensive line, but – I think I'll take the Chiefs. It is actually a Super Bowl where the spread is, I mean, what, one and right now? So I think the past few years we've had four, five, six-point spreads, and so it's a pretty toss-up game. I'm with you. I'm not anti-Chiefs. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I do follow them because there's people around me that – do like them, but it's not like I have an interest and want them to win. The Eagles, the only interest that we have is Sue. Cam Jurgens being on the Eagles. Oh, Cam Jurgens, sure. And I, you know, I've one of my good friends is his cousin and, and you know, Noah's family. But like I've told people, it's not like that. It'd be great for Cam to win a ring, don't get me wrong, but it's not like he's a contributing factor. Contributing. Not like. Yeah. I mean, he is a reason for that, I'm sure, practice time, scout team, all the other stuff that goes into preparing for games. But he's not their starting center yet. So, yeah, that'd be great. But So I have a little bit of interest. I mean, take there too. But it's not like I'm really strongly for either team. So, but but there is more in it, in it for me this year than there is in previous years. That's fair. I think I'd still, I think I'd put money on the Chiefs. I really do. As much as it pains me to say, I don't think, I don't know. I have no idea how hurt Patrick Mahomes is. I said it was a high ankle sprain, but then he's like, ah, I'm good. And he played in the championship game and he looked all right. And you know, they're shooting him up with whatever they can find. Yep. And I think a throwing shoulder is much more important than a ankle for a quarterback. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Which company's commercial are you most excited to see? Doritos. I feel like they consistently are some of the better commercials. Bingo. You hit the one that – which is funny. I I, I didn't know if that in, in, that's an answer that's going to be very common, but maybe it is. That's the first who came to my mind was what's the Doritos commercial? Because for years they did the – the fan commercials that you submitted and they always picked really good ones because you got a larger pool of, you know, ideas. 
But I don't know. Commercials have kind of sucked the last couple of years. They have not been great. How about halftime show? Um, Rihanna? Yeah, I'll watch it. I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm not a big Rihanna fan, but I'm sure they'll be. I don't know who else is doing it. There was quite a few names, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Last year was, I think people thought it was one of the better ones we've had in a while. Yeah, it was good. It may be tough to follow if you're Rihanna and cast. What other good prop bets are there, probably? You got the Gatorade bath. You got the length of the national anthem. You got, obviously, your game-related ones, your MVPs. What's your, uh, what's your favorite Super Bowl food? Oh, that's a good one. We always used to do fondue. We would do like a cheese and chocolate fondue. For some reason, and this is just a football food, is just wings come to mind. Just yeah. can't go wrong with wings on a on a football Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday. The last couple of years, I've uh, I tried to take a signature food from each location and make one. So I like for Tampa Bay and the Chiefs, I did ribs and Cuban sandwiches. What did I do last year? It was the Bengals, so I had chili and who do they play? Who? Oh, the Rams. I did tacos or something like nachos because LA is boring. But <laughs> yeah, it, it it is the Super Bowl continues to be a an event um, in itself that everybody watches, and that's props for a lot of reasons. You know, I mean it. Looking at it that way, they've done a good job. The NFL's done a good job of continuing to make that this Sunday very big. However, it's not big enough yet that we get the Monday after the Super Bowl off. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Personally, I'm excited for the Super Bowl to be over with because then we're on to NBA. The trade deadline's tomorrow. I'm much more excited about that than I am the Super Bowl on Sunday. You know, in college, I'd always – the whole trade deadline day, I'd have – my trade tracker up on every class. So I'm ready to get done with football and move on to basketball. And March Madness is right around the corner. Yep. And we get to watch other teams and make the tournament and Nebraska sit at home. <laughs> we'll end it on that. <laughs> Classic. All right. Uh, we'll be back sometime. Hopefully it won't be another month, but we'll be back. Lady O's season's winding down, so. It's winding down, and we have some football to talk to with some recruiting. National Signing Day was just the other day, so a lot to talk about there as well. So we'll be back. Go Big Red. GBR.